Hey NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast, powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at AdCraft have been with us for many years now. They've run web stores for us multiple times. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com. All right, NAI football fans, we are back with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast. And we are, man, we're drawing near the end. By, by the time that, John, that they get this podcast, it's going to be August. And you know what August means? It means it's football season. It means it's football season. So celebrate with me. Celebrate with us. I think we're both jacked. Yeah, we're excited. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's 32 days. Of the time of this recording, not yep. sure till August twenty fifth is when the season kicks off. We're really close. North Star helps us kick off the season. The conference we're talking about tonight, yes, with they do. Valley City and Jamestown, we're pretty excited about and that. And Dakota State because they uh, play Dakota yeah. Wesleyan, right? Yeah, they help us kick it off. Absolutely. So we will start it, John. I, you know, the North Star does not get a lot of love. Not at all. And and it is very difficult because they normally have to travel for their first first round games. Yeah, and they're kind of isolated there in, in the NAI. Um, you know, the closest teams to them, the closest conference to them is the Frontier, mm-hmm. which, you know, in the Frontier it takes, you know, for five miles it takes 20 minutes, it feels like. Right. You know, so it takes forever. And, you know, most of us drive out there in the NAI. And then you got some of the the mid states, Midwest teams, kind of close, right? But not too close. So they're really isolated out there, and it's a short numbered conference. Yeah. So and, and so it's very difficult when you look at the North Star, especially when you look at it from like a playoff standing, right? Because w- when you're constantly facing the frontier, it's really difficult. Or they make you go to Morningside. Uh, yeah, like uh, like Dickinson, Dickinson State. State constantly has to. And so it's really difficult. So let's start with presentation. Some of the uh, some of the best kind of uh, graphics work that that we'd seen, and a lot of school pride up there. Yeah, and they're they're putting money into the program, which is needed because arguably they are the worst as far as on the field program yeah. there is in the NAI. Um, I'm just going to be blunt. Um, the North Star is probably considered the worst conference of, of the NAI. And right now, presentation is the worst program on the field in the NAI. Yeah, going 0-11 a year ago, 0-8 in conference. You know, their, their stats aren't awful. Their, their defense was not great. Their offense wasn't great. But, you know, that averages out. It, it doesn't make a horrible net yards per play. No, not at all. Uh, one of the cool things about presentation, Corey, is they have a couple, uh, you know, uh, NAI NCAA matchups to look forward to, or oh. one of the few. Uh, they have a Division Three matchup against Finlandia, I think. So uh, never heard of Finlandia. Can't pronounce it right. So if there is a fan from there, I am absolutely sorry. 
Um, so, no, excuse me. They're going against Luther. Okay. Luther, which is a regional. Like we said, North Star is kind of isolated. Um, so sometimes they face these NCAA teams close you by. Know, and, and last year they started off with Northwestern, which which was a, you know, it was blowout, but right. It, that's that does set the standard for you when when you run out against Northwestern and they played them. I want to say at presentation too. Right. And so you do you lose Inesidoko. They're almost a thousand yard rushing. You lose Riggs Tam, but you do return one of your quarterbacks. One of your running backs, half of your wide receivers, most of your defense, and I feel like at this point, really and truly, you're hoping that you're going to be doing some uh, growth by by recruiting and coming in and recruiting over your players, a little bit of addition by subtraction, maybe. Yeah, and they made a lot of different additions to the offensive coaching staff too. Presentation did. A uh, new offense line coach, new wide receiver coach. Sometimes maybe it's not the players. Sometimes it's the coaches, not necessarily the head coach, but the guys up under him to get these players going. Maybe he's found the right formula of assistant coaches to get it going. Right, and I mean, offensively, there's there's not much worse you could do offensively at 4.17 yards per play. Uh, I, I mean, you know, you could you could throw a, a high school out there against some of these oh, you're right. NAI teams and do 4.17. So there's nowhere to go but up for for presentation. Just ahead of them is a team that John surprised me a little bit at the beginning of the year, kind of playing. Play tough. Play tough against that, that first kind of setup, and that's Mayville State, who had a really good offense with 5.29 yards per play, but just a defense that was an absolute sieve with almost seven yards per play given up. That's going to be difficult to deal with. You know, like presentation, Mayville State has a couple of uh, NCAA matchups. They played Nebraska Wesleyan this year, so pretty pretty cool. Um, Yeah, we got some returners, uh, all-conference returner at wide receiver returner, Javion Davidson. Uh, 913 receiving yards, is that right? Yep, that's that's it. And look, we've said it all preview season long. When you have an athlete who you can get out in space, like Javion Davison, someone who can give you two kick return touchdowns, which, you know, a lot of the folks in the NAI are only getting one of those, and, and folks start kicking away from you pretty good. Right. Um, you know, getting him involved offensively is, is a great deal for your team. You know, Corey, looking at their schedule, they open up with Roosevelt out of conference, Ooh. one of those Mid-State Midwest teams we're talking about. And they come to Mayville, North Dakota. Oh. Roosevelt does. So Chicago's coming rural. So country go Yeah, second game is against University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point. Oh, that's going to be a hard one. Another NCAA team. That's and then Nebraska-Wesleyan the next week. That is not an easy so, schedule to start out with. You know, I, honestly, I think if you can nab one of those games if you're Mayville, huge, huge, because week four you get presentation. You might be able to, to, to get it done and, and go. How huge would it be if they could start two and two? That would be – Look, you, I mean, you, you already match admit, your win total. yeah, match your win total. You definitely match. I your mean, win total. who says that they can't rise up and steal one of these games? Yeah, absolutely. And they do return their quarterback. You know, the majority of their wide, uh, the majority of their 
running back production, most of their wide receivers, and about half of their defense. Again, it's something where I, I want to say that this is the head coach's second year. Yeah, I think so. On on the job, and so kind of turning over that roster and and finding folks who fit your system, I think is going to be a big deal here for for Mayville State. Um, but I really like what I see out of the Comets. Yeah, I, I do too, and and they're one of those. The whole North Star really cares about their program, Corey, and and it's light years to what the North Star was. Oh yeah, where kids would leave the college unhappy. Not saying it's any one of these, just saying in general, mm-hmm. to where you know kids are more happier. You know, Mayville has a good chance of going down to Florida, getting a kid, and keeping them more than one year. Right. I mean, it's getting to that point. Getting him through the winter, because Lord knows some Florida kids don't know what a yeah, winter is. right. Next up is kind of a newcomer into, or a, rather, a returner to the NAIA ranks with Iowa Wesleyan. Where the air raid started. The birthplace of the air raid. And they didn't have a single all-conference selection last year. But Gavin Esquivel was a really nice piece for them. I want to say they still run air raid. Yeah, they do. They and do. I think it's like almost tradition at this point. Yeah, and and if I remember correctly, it was when I was running their stats. I think they had over five hundred uh, passing attempts. That sounds right. Last year, which e- even look we we've looked because they gone still through. take pride in the uh, what the branding of air yeah. raid. You know, they know it started there. With coaches that have went on and right. had success, we know the names, and now here we are again. But still, yeah. you know, you're when when you're looking at the rest of these air raid teams, uh, whether it it be, uh, you know, in in Ottawa or uh, even a Kentucky Christian is sort of quasi air raid. Right. You know, there's still there's a little more balance to their to their game uh, where where the running game is concerned, and so. We'll see, but you do return most of your wide receivers and your starting quarterback, basically your entire defense and all of your running backs. So maybe last year was just a little bit of an adjustment year for Iowa Wesleyan going two and nine. They did play a lot of out of conference matchups Absolutely. last year. Uh, that I think was was probably honestly the the tail end well, of some home and, and homes. And they play some this year. They're the team that plays Finlandia. Okay. So they play two Division three schools this year. So next up, we have finally kind of made our way out of the the two win, the zero to two win setup here. Well, before we go, let's do kind of our traditional. Which out of the bottom, that bottom three there is likely to make the biggest jump? I uh, I think it's in between Mayville and Iowa Wesleyan, but I think Iowa Wesleyan is going to get their offense down this year to really get going. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with Mayville. I I like what they're what they're doing, and I think they'll they'll put it even further wow. together this year. Um, so next up is Dakota State, who you want to talk about horrible offensively, four point one six yards. Thank goodness they have the elite defense and the standards of right. four star football, and really NAI in general. Um, you know their defense really carried them through some games. And they got a bunch of defensive guys returning, especially that secondary. It's hard to throw against those guys. Yeah, um, I mean, you're talking about folks that had, like Noah Goose with, with five pass breakups, eight interceptions. Uh, Jay Skogerbo there with 
you know, seven uh, tackles for loss, four sacks. That's that's a nice secondary. You do lose Marcus Vandenbosch, who was kind of your your signal caller on defense at linebacker and was kind of your, your leader on, on that side. But other than Vandenbosch and Connor Tortson, you're pretty much returning your entire defense along with your quarterbacks, your running backs, your wide receivers. This is a team that could totally improve on the offensive side of the ball relatively easily. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And let's also mention that, you know, their color rebrand the past few mm-hmm. years has been looking really sharp. I don't know if you saw it today. It was it was kind of a side comment after after we saw the the helmet. Yeah. Um but I I had never noticed that underneath the Trojan is a line. Right. And playing above the line is kind of one of their big deals and uh that's why they have the line underneath that that Trojan head and that's that's pretty cool. That's, that is really That's cool. putting your motto into practice. I, I think, uh, you know, and plus a lot of big things are happening in Madison, South Dakota. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the renderings they're having. Yeah, they're getting some new uh, for their new stadium, digs, aren't they? Well, rendering for their stadium. Their stadium's going to have, like, the fancy uh, overhead. Ooh. That's so going to be fun. The renderings look nice. If the, if the reality can match half of that rendering, it would be one of the nicest places to play in the now, Daco- now, Dakota State start helps start off our season with a grudge match game against hated. Is hated a good word? I think hated's a good word. At hated rival. rival. Yeah. Uh, we'll, ask, At least we'll, ask, we'll ask intern Matt how much love he has for Dakota <laughs> State. Let's, and we'll see, we'll see what he says. But... Uh, I, I tend to think there's absolutely no love lost between those two schools, and they helped kick us off on, in uh, late August with a game that John, I want to say, didn't even barely eclipsed 300 yards of total offense from both teams combined a year ago. So um, honestly, I'm not sure if that was a defensive struggle or the offense is struggling. Right. We will absolutely see. But I always want to call out those those August games. That'll be an absolute blast. I agree with that, Corey. And now we kind of go to your your top half there. Dakota State has kind of the middle all to itself. And now we get up to Waldorf. Waldorf, who over the last few years has been steadily starting to punch their way towards Dickinson State and make them nervous every now and again and they had a great offense last year nearly six yards per play but their defense was pretty pedestrian at 4.81 yards per play so the problem here for Waldorf is that they are losing some nice pieces on offense including Dominic Watt who almost had a thousand yards receiving and Jatovia Hill, who had 535 yards of rushing yardage, along with good pieces in the secondary, whether it be James Jackson with his four pass breakups or McCoy Yeekle with five picks and three pass breakups, you're losing a lot on both sides of the ball. And in your returning all-conference production, your only offensive skill player is a tight end who hauled in 61 yards worth of Passes. I, I, I want to say it was like on like four, four or six passes because 
you know, he's just not getting hit a lot. So, you know, definitely a blocking tight end. Right. Uh, you, you know, and, and obviously, as we know, blocking don't show up on the stat sheet no, too much. No, but it, that's what gets evaluated. Absolutely. So we'll really have to see for Waldorf what they're going to be able to do with losing all of these pieces there on, on offense and on defense. You know, how will their returning quarterbacks deal with basically a brand new set of wide receivers. That is that is That'd hard to do. Yeah. That's really hard to do. And you do lose half of your defense. So you gotta get that put back together. This might be a rebuilding year for Waldorf. Which yeah, man, they had it a couple years ago going with that oh, correct quarterback they had. Yep. Um can't remember his name. But uh you know it'd be eager to see uh if they get going, you know yeah, that's that's going to be that's that's going to be difficult because right up ahead of them they have Valley City State and Valley City State. I'll say it, it it's really cool in in the North Star. You know, elsewhere we we see co- all these coaches come and go. Yeah. Between Dickinson State and Valley City State, their two coaches have like a combined fifty years at it's the schools. Absolutely, especially at the NAI level. Oh, I know. That's what every program strives to have. Um, you know, Valley City State starts right off August twenty fifth, the first day of the season, uh, week zero. Get that paint bucket. Paint bucket bowl against Jamestown, which they won pretty handedly last year. Yeah. Um, so uh, I know Corey, you and Matt have Jamestown as one of your most improved teams, but I think Valley City State's going to start off. Really strong, especially with three offensive linemen, all conference offensive linemen returning. That's going to be a really nice piece because here's the problem for Valley City State: you're losing Jalen Pfeiffer, yeah, who was a, you know, acquitted himself really nicely against Jamestown. Was a good piece in uh, for Valley City State, but you're like you said. Three all-conference yeah, all returning offensive linemen. Then you had the second best receiver from last year, Benjamin Dumman. You know, coming back, he's going to be the main guy. Yeah. And then you know, Justice Bice, that the running back position, almost 800 rushing yards. Uh, you know, you, you pair three all-conference offensive linemen, all-conference running back, and an all-conference receiver. That's a good start. That, that's really going to help a new quarterback coming in that hasn't had many reps. And uh, you you've got a returning. Uh, North Star Defensive Player of the Year in Sal Avila. Uh, I don't think he won Defensive Player of the Year this year, right. but it was in that uh, in that COVID season that he won that, and he should still be back. I think he's a COVID super senior at this point, right? You, you got to be at, at this point. You do lose Marshawn Jones, Garrett Pendleton, Jared Williamson, Martin Jones, But you do return most else. And if you're Valley City State, I think if you can kind of hold steady here, yeah, you might be in good shape. I totally agree with that. But the big question is, and here's what all questions lead to tonight. Yeah. Who's going to beat Dickinson State? How many years has it been now, Corey? Six? A lot. A lot. It might be A more lot. than six. I might be insulting them at this point uh, if it's just six. Um, remember a couple years ago when uh, they went to Northwestern, or maybe Northwestern came to them first round of the playoffs, and they won. 
against yeah. the Tyson Coima team. It was they um, they went to Orange City. I think yeah, I want to say they went to Orange City. I want to say they beat them in consecutive seasons, once at home, once on the road that, that sounds, in the playoffs. That sounds right. But here's a big thing for Dickinson State. Um, pretty much a rivalry between them and Montana Western at this point. They opened the season a lot against each other. They play often. Can they beat Montana Western? That's the that's the big question. I th- I think it's not the question of can Dickinson State win the conference for so many years in a row? Can they get more of these out of conference wins? Here's the thing: Dickinson State plays so many of these D two schools. Yeah, they a, play a Black bunch. Hill State again. Yeah, year. Black Hill State was was an old conference rival. Right. When Black Hill State was in AI, like it or not, because of who else you play on your schedule and the perception of yeah. the North Star. That's what gives it to you. You've got to win those games at a conference, especially... If you want to host. Right. And, and Dickinson State knows all too well what happens when you host. Uh, they were on the, the verge of it a couple of years ago. And, man, I know they want to get back there. Absolutely. They are they are bringing back an absolute metric ton of players that do not Huge. take snaps. Uh, they do lose their quarterback, and that's that's going to be big. Drew Bodecker was a really good quarterback for them, but you bring back Riley Linder at running back, Connor McCarvel at wide receiver, Isaiah Clute who was an all-purpose back for them, mainly did a lot of kick returns, a punt right. return touchdown, two all-conference offensive linemen, two all-conference defensive linemen, an all-conference linebacker, and two all-conference defensive backs. But how do you replace Drew Bodecker and Tiger Fry? Yeah, Tiger Fry is a big one. That was a household name the past couple of years, I feel like, at Dickinson. And he was he was the last of the two couple of wide receivers that Dickinson had that were really stinking yeah, good. Really, yeah, elite good. Uh, what about the punter, Jeremiah Payne? He would kind of flip the field a little bit and pin teams. Almost 40 yards on, on average had a long of 80, if I wrote that down 80, correctly. Yeah, that's insane. That is, that's that is that caught insane, my eye. yeah. So you the big question for them because I don't know about you, Corey. They're going to be my pick. The oh yeah, beat. this, it's, this it's isn't a question. Them, it's either them or Valley City to me, and I'm going with Dickinson yep. again. I, I think I learned my lesson two years ago not picking <laughs> Dickinson. Uh, you know, culture is the most important thing in an AI football program, and Dickinson State has it. Their culture's at a point where you know they're going. to not only compete, but repeat as conference champs until right. something happens in that culture. And they're so Names good. change, but, you know, the culture stays the same. One thing that when we talked to their folks over there this offseason is the community support and how well they have integrated their alumni base yeah. and their just regular fans Right into Dickinson State, and it's a little bit easier at Dickinson State than it is, st- say, in Indianapolis with Marion. Correct, because you're the only game yeah, in town. You're the only game in the region, almost. Right. Well, not the region, but in the area. Right. Exactly. So it is a little bit easier, but they have, I mean, guys, John, 
Move that, move that way a little yeah. bit. Look at this stadium. It's beautiful. Good grief. That might be my favorite picture out of, out of all of them. It's just at night. I mean, that is a nice daggum stadium. You've got great digs. You've that's got the best what, of the best. That's why teams like Dakota Wesleyan are trying to catch up. Right, exactly. And so we thank them for, uh, for the picture. We thank them. I've, I've got the, the shirt. I got shirts at my house. You just forgot to wear them tonight. Yeah, I forgot to wear it. Whoops. So I think I, I think we both are pretty set. Dickinson State. That's that's Dickinson a State. That that's that's let's, a no doubt. Let's get to the dark horse. Oh man. Um. You don't want to call Valley City a dark horse at this no. point. There's just been too much. They've been they've been right there too long. I I don't know that Waldorf's going to be able to to hold serve this year. And it's a lot harder to grow an offense than it is a defense. So I keep going I'm down going, the list. I'm going Dakota Wesleyan. That's the wrong conference. Or Dakota State. There you me. go. There you go. Uh, Wesleyan You're, on the mind. There's so many of them. Oh, I know there are. And, and that's not a bad pick. Just because how great their defense is, the right. offense can easily come around. So for me, then, you've got to go to the, the bottom three, and I'm going to return to, to, to Mayville then. Mayville. I, I, th I think they're going to make a, a big leap. Here, I, I think it is it is time to get another team kind of into that second section. Yeah, you, you're you're very you're very edge heavy, and if if you think of like statistics and your your normal standard bell curve, you've got very few over on the small end and very few over on the big end. And you got a lot of teams in the middle. We've got to get some somebody to go from not great to average to kind of even things out a little bit. I think Mayville State makes that jump either this year or next. It might take them. It might take them four years to flip that. Yeah, I, I will say I think Mayville State has one of the best helmets in the north. It is pretty cool with that with that block yeah. almost block M kind of italicized M. Should have worn I, that hat. No, tonight. I think they're going with new helmets this year. Are they? I have to look it up. Yeah, but it still looks really nice. Ah, uh, I do. I do love the that the Mayville Comets M, but I mean that's and and that's a neat, very neat, very and iconic to the NAI. <laughs> if you be honest with you, just because you know as a that? as a Mayville as an NAI guy, I always recognize a Mayville State. Logo. Yeah, and. Um, I think them and St. Mary are the only two that I've ever seen be comets. Yeah. Anywhere. Right. I, I mean, the only one, I think there's a WNBA team that's a comets. That's I, true. I wouldn't know for sure. For real, though. Um, but yeah, otherwise, there's, look, we, we talk about the arms race, and we've talked about it all, it all off season. This is going to be a great spot to to see the arms race here as, as teams start to develop and, and more money gets poured into uh, collegiate football. Yeah. Especially in this area it's where coming. it's easy. So so they're going from, I know we can't oh. see it on screen, ah, but they're going, the iconic yeah. one right here, now they're going script, script comments. comments. I don't mind it's that. Script. I like it with the iconic M as the stickers as the stickers that i think that's the best of both worlds honestly right i, I like that 
you know, I, growing up a Florida State fan, I am a sucker for a, a achievement helmet sticker. Right. Absolutely. Whether I don't care if it's Ohio State, I'm a sucker for an achievement helmet sticker. Um, so I want to tweet this right now. Heck yeah, guys! If we are, if if you think we are totally off base, and you know, sometimes we really are. You know, we own up to it. Uh, if you think we're totally off base, drop us your picks down in the comments. Um, you know, make sure you subscribe. I, I just dropped the, um, when we're recording this, I dropped the, the tweet tonight. About 53 to 55% of the folks who watch these videos are not subscribed. And we're about Please at. Please subscribe. We're like 601, right? Uh, we're, we're like at 630, I think. Wow. Almost. almost. I, have to, I have to look it up. But yeah, it's, um, looking it up. And it, we're at 614. Okay. So split, split, split the difference. You know, if, if the other half, that watches the shows yeah. were to subscribe, we'd be really close. And guys, we can't overstate how much hitting that monetization level helps us, helps us to help you because yeah. that gives us we're some able extra. To do so much more. That, that gives us that extra margin to be able yeah. to, you know, if, if we start making, you know, if, if that advertising revenue comes in, you know, we could definitely swing another trip per yeah. year to go see some of these teams more, and man, uh, we know y'all want that. We want right. that. So we want like an actual miniature game day setup. Heck yeah! <laughs> I want to be Kirk Herbstreit when yeah. I grow up. There you, you go. can be Lee Corso. I'll be Lee Corso. That's right. I'll have the <laughs> NAI mascot head. Who gets the mascot head? But next week we are uh, we are going down south, deep into the heart of Texas and Arizona, and the sooner athletic conference so that'll be a fun one to see there so for john cooper i'm Corey thorpe and we will see y'all next week we hope you enjoyed this episode of the naif ball podcast presented by adcraft usa be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel merch and uniform needs Thanks also to Mommy Bay Turf and Turf Nation, as well as Leading Edge Fundraising for their support of the podcast. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast as well as to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash n-a-i-a-f-b-a-l-l and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.